So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome to the podcast. If you were with us at the summit, or you've been paying attention to all of my content the last 10 years, I went really deep on the power of video, giving you countless examples of what people are doing today from commercial real estate brokers, insurance agents, salespeople, managers looking to recruit on how to use video to scale trust, to build more relationships, to become the authority in your market by creating relevant content and so many people, as you saw at the summit and through all my other material, have really taken this on and challenged themselves, not just to do video, but to do exceptional videos, to really scale trust. The only thing we really haven't covered though, is what are all the things that you should be using, right? What are all the tools? What are all the gadgets? If you're a DIY person, you're gonna love today's show. I asked my team who lives in this every single day to break down the things that we're using so you can be more productive and get more videos out there. Enjoy today's podcast. Hello, I'm Brenda Hernandez Jaimes. I'm the podcast producer for the Tom Ferry Podcast Experience and copywriter. I'm Mark Kiley. I am the lead copywriter in Tom's marketing department, and we are here with Tristan Irvin, I am one of the video content creators for Tom Ferry. Uh, more specifically, I produce Tom's vlog. So today we're doing something very different. We're asking Tristan about all his golden nuggets in terms of vlogging and you know producing, creating videos for Tom, specifically for the vlogs. So you might be wondering, how he does it all especially that mindset monday episode in times square like how did he uh, get yeah. the audio so clear <laughs> so that that was actually uh, a funny story um we were in new york during uh the team plus event and i got a couple texts from you you're like hey i need two mindset mondays from tom can you get them today um, because we usually run them every monday obviously and we like to have a whole bunch ready to go at any point in case we don't have tom's time so um, we were walking into the ballroom. I'm like, hey, Tom, Brendan needs us to do two Mindset Mondays. Here are the topics. Can we do it? And he's like, okay, yeah, let's do it right now. Let's do it right here. And I'm like, Tom, we're in Manhattan, <laughs> right in Times Square is our hotel and where the event is taking place. Um, let, let's just go outside and do it in the middle of Times Square. And he's like, that's a great idea. So we went outside um, and we walked for maybe like a minute and we were in the heart of Times Square. and Obviously, New York is really, really loud. Um, but what we have is what's called a Rode Wireless Go mic. And so basically, it's, it's a two-piece set. One uh, goes onto the hot shoe on the camera, and it plugs in with an aux cord. And the other half just pins to Tom's collar or tie, whatever he's mm -hmm. wearing. And it's wireless. So what's on him, obviously, is the mic. And what I have is the receiver. And it just picks up his audio. Um, obviously, there is ambient noise because we're outside but for the most part it picks up his audio really really clear so yeah. we got really lucky and i think it came out awesome so yeah i think it's one of my favorite monthly mindset mondays episodes mm -hmm. that we've seen Definitely. yeah, yeah it, was, it was really fun filming that one so 
Yeah. 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 So we're going in really deep into all of Tristan's brain in terms of video. So let's start in the pre-production side in terms of equipment, you know, what cameras do you recommend for our agents to, you know, check out what cameras do you use for the vlogs and for you know, anything when you're out. Okay. So I'll I'll start with uh, what we use here. Um, This is my personal travel kit that I have uh, with Tom Ferry. Um, I have a Canon 6D Mark II, um, which is a full frame, shoots uh, 1080p, doesn't do 4K yet. Canon's kind of behind. Pick it up, Canon. Um, (laughs) But it it does what we need, and it's more than an awesome camera. I love it. Um, And I also have three different lenses. They're all F2.8 lenses, meaning um, they're pretty fast and allows a lot of light in. Um, and a lot of depth of field. So the first one is a 16 to 35, which is my wide angle lens. That's what I um, have on the camera the majority of the time Mm -hmm. um, when I'm out and about with Tom. Um, I also have the 24 to 70, also f2.8. I use this uh, lens for mid-range shots, like when he's on stage or in a ballroom uh, speaking and I'm allowed to get right up on him. I like to use that lens so I don't get too close. Um, And I also have a 70 to 200 lens um, for that same purpose, uh, but say, for instance, we're like in a gigantic stadium or again, a ballroom or some kind of venue and they're running cameras to film the actual event. I don't want to get too close to them because I don't want to get into their shots. So this 70 to 200 millimeter lens will allow me to zoom in further and still get him framed up uh, pretty well in the shot. Um, again, I do have the uh, Rode Wireless Go mic uh, that I pin on him. Mm-hmm. And in the case that that's not working or there's multiple people talking like Tom's having a conversation with somebody um, I have a Rode shotgun mic which mounts directly on top of the camera and it picks up audio pretty good from people the people he's surrounded yeah. by um, as far as what I recommend um, these are what I use is it's 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 a big budget um, camera uh, but for agents wanting to get into video and start shooting videos um, first thing I'll say I'll say that the best camera is the one that's readily readily available to you. We're all within arm's length of a camera through our smartphones. Uh, all of our smartphones that I know of have really, really decent cameras. Um, so if you're not ready to make that jump to purchase my recommendation, I would just start shooting video with those cameras. You can easily set them up on a tripod if you need to. Hit the red button and you start filming. Um, if you are in the budget for a camera, I would recommend starting off with the Canon T7i. Again, I'm a Canon guy. Um, and this is what I recommend uh, to all my friends if they're wanting to get into video and they have a decent budget. Um, you can get this lens, I'm sorry, you can get this camera at like a Best Buy or there's a website called bnhphotovideo.com that I get all my equipment from. And you could, j- get, you could just get the body, but through these two stores that I know of, you can get a pretty decent package. You get the body, um, you can also get two or three kit lenses along with a, a, a shotgun mic to mount in front of the cam- on top of the camera um, because you want your audio to be good as yeah. well, right? So that's what I would recommend starting off. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So you really don't have any excuse to not do a video, just like Tom is saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you don't. Again, like, you have a smartphone. I'm pretty sure you do. Like, start shooting videos. It's important. Yeah, the iPhone 11, this camera, you know. The iPhone, like, the, the 11 and the 11 Pro, like, these cameras are just ridiculous. They're basically cameras that happen to be a phone instead of the other way around. Yeah. So, yeah, they're getting really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the things that you shoot on the blog are in environments that n- maybe need all that extra equipment, the yeah. wireless mics, those kind of things. But 
talk a little bit about what you would recommend for somebody to just get started in a controlled environment, you know, what um, if they're in a studio or in their office, yeah, in a just trying to shoot and yeah. get started with the video. I mean, again, the, uh, the, the T7i, he, he's, a, he's a solid breakdown. If, you, if, if you're in the budget for a, cam, uh, for a camera and you don't want to buy all this equipment yet, what minimum you should have a tripod, a camera, again, the T7i, and a shotgun mic and a couple of memory cards to film on. Again, the camera, uh, you can put a kit lens on it. Most kit lenses that come with the camera are 18 to 55, um, f f3.5 or f4. Those are, again, aperture. Um, and audio coming straight from a camera isn't always the best. So mm -hmm. I think a shotgun mic is always, always the best route to go. And again, some memory cards just to have something to document and plug into your computer to, to edit. So yeah, right. yeah. And in terms of vlogging, because you know, Tom is telling them to go out in open houses, the listing presentation saying, just get your phone out. What equipments do you recommend for the, our agents to start, you know, looking out for and just get out there? Yeah, so like for listing presentations mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, so again, your phone or a camera, there is a thing, there's a, a specific tripod out there that you can mount either or onto and it's called uh, the Joby uh, tripod. This was made famous by Casey Neistat. He's like the the grandfather of this. He calls it the bendy tripod. The, when he first introduced it, his video is called the bendy tripod. And so basically what it is, it's a tripod, but you're able to adjust it and you can kind of curve it out. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like an arm and then you can mount your camera on top of it. So it almost looks like someone's filming you, but really you're filming yourself from a first person perspective. Mm -hmm. So when you're on your, your presentation and, or you're making a listing video, you can talk directly to the camera with your listing, your house in the background. You can point at it and then you can walk through and show everyone what the house is like while still being on camera. Again, as if someone is filming you, but you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I think it's a really cool setup. That's how, that's personally, I, I use the Joby. That's how I've been making my own videos for the past three years. And it's, it's really awesome because you're not always able to find a videographer right away, right when you want them, so why not film yourself? That's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. And once you have, you know, start using, you know, those vlogs and you're doing it yourself, you have an idea what you want later on when you do have the budget of getting a videographer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, 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 when you're filming yourself, you're doing exactly what you have in mind, right? And so you can only do it so many times so where you're able to pass that on to someone else and communicate to them exactly what you want in terms of style, um, all that. So yeah, especially yeah. when, I mean, videographers, they understand completely. So they're, they're more, um, they're more valid option yeah. once you pass that on, obviously. So. so let's start with that, you know, let's begin, let's transition to the collaboration that you have with Tom yeah. because you're constantly traveling with him. You know, let's talk about what you have in mind when you're traveling before the event. Do you have an idea? Does it come to fruition when you're, you know, have the camera on? Yeah. Tell us. So, I mean, my ideas, I have a ton of ideas and it can go either of two ways. Either one, this rarely happens. My idea, it, like it comes out exactly how I want it, right? And then there's the other side to where like my idea doesn't work. So I have to come up with something on the go. Prime example of that, my favorite vlog to date is the Chicago vlog and what I really wanted was to Tom's a huge basketball fan he's a huge Michael Jordan fan and in Chicago we spoke at the United Center and 
I was hoping on the flight there that we would be able to get a good tour of the entire arena. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that we did. We snuck into the Blackhawks locker room, yeah. locker room, <laughs> locky hockey. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were trying to get into the, uh, the Bulls locker room, but it was locked, which was understandable. It was in the middle of basketball season. But Tom was just totally geeking out. And that's exactly what I wanted to capture. Then you have, on the other hand, there was one vlog I had, I thought was an amazing idea, but it just completely got shot down. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Tom. So um, <laughs> I forgot what vlog number it was, but we went to Iowa. Iowa was the last state that Tom hadn't spo spo spoken in. And so for me, I thought that was like a big deal, like yeah. a nice accomplishment. So on the way to the airport, we were going to uh, Santa Ana Airport. Um, I asked Tom, like, hey, Tom, off the top of your head, can you name all 50 states? And he named off, I would say, I think, I, I want to say 18. And... After he tapped out, I was like, what if I told you I could name all 50 <laughs> in order? And he was like, wow, that would be the best bar trick ever. And we all had a good laugh. And so after that, my idea was, okay, this could be like the whole theme of the vlog or a good like story to tell. Mm -hmm. And my idea was, okay, let me get RJ to hold the camera and I can name all 50 states in order to Tom. <laughs> I think that would be awesome just going along with the theme. So we get through security and I... I present this idea to Tom. I'm like, Tom, let me just name all 50 states in front of you real quick on the camera. He's like, nope. <laughs> and I was like, dang, just completely shot me down. So in that moment, of course, I mean, obviously I was disappointed, but on this job, mm -hmm. you got to be able to adapt on a dime. Like you got to be, be able to turn on a dime. And that's what I had to do. I ended up telling a completely different story in that vlog. And I still think it turned out, it didn't turn out how I wanted it to turn out, but mm -hmm. it was a decent vlog still. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, can you talk a little bit to the differences between having your show versus having a vlog? Like what what's in your mind the purpose of a vlog? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we do that here. You know, we have mm -hmm. we have the Tom Ferry show, which is direct to camera. Tom giving tics, tips and tricks of real estate. Um, we have the podcast where he does the same thing, just in audio format. And we have the vlog. I think the, the difference that I mean, there's an obvious difference, but I think the purpose of the vlog is to again tell a story or bring your clients on an adventure with you in order to build trust and i'll throw out several ideas out there maybe you're an agent today that starts your vlog you're a new agent never sold a house before just broke into the business and you just put the camera on yourself hey my name is xyz um first day in real estate you know i don't know what to expect but i hope i have uh, a lot of luck on this journey and then your next vlog could be your your first transaction and then your next vlog can be how a transaction didn't work out and your next block would be, um, I have clients that are about to buy their first home. And there you, like a year later, you have all these vlogs basically summarizing your event, your, your, your progress story by story, vlog by vlog. And again, it builds trust. Like your clients get to know you through mm -hmm. watching your videos. And they may not buy, they may start, they may want to buy a house because you're their agent. Yeah. Not because you're, you're an, an agent, you know? So... I mean, I kind of relate in my world, like I'm a huge Casey Neistat fan and I watch his videos and half the time I don't care if, what the video is about because it's him. I like his content. I'll buy a T-shirt from him, you know, yeah. just because right. it's Casey. It's the same thing, you know. So, yep. yeah. yeah, trust is a, a big thing. and I think vlogs can convey that if you do it right. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. And also, I guess something you said really important that 
you know, don't get frustrated if the idea in your mind it didn't come to fruition. It's like you have to quickly adapt. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the second production idea was even better than the yeah. first one. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not all rainbows and flowers. Like, mm-hmm. there are frustrating moments, um, whether I'm working on Tom's vlogs or whether I'm working on my own vlogs, because you see you have a specific vision in your head, and when it doesn't get executed to where you want it to be, I mean, it is frustrating, but you got to be able to mm-hmm. just take it on the chin either try again or move on to something different, something better, yeah. you know. So. Is there a certain point that you say, you come to that realization, okay, that isn't going to work, I have to reinvent this and yeah. take a step back? Yeah, I mean, it, it happens plenty of times. Like, right. I'll, I'll be in the middle of an edit, and it's almost as if I'm forcing something that wasn't really my idea, if that makes any sense, and you have to, like, maybe take a step back, maybe have another set of eyes look at it and ask them and then ask yourself, is this really going, is this really turning out? Is this really going to be the best it can be? Or do I need to adjust? You know, uh, like I said, it happens plenty of times here, especially with, with Tom being the way he is. Like I'll ask him a question, right? Yeah. And he'll talk for two minutes, but he only talk about the actual question. He'll only answer the question for maybe 20 seconds. So I got to do, I wanted something more from him. So I got to develop something based off that. Maybe when he ends his, his riff, maybe ask a question based off what he said, just f- so he can elaborate even mm-hmm. more, you know? Yeah. yeah. And when, you know, you find those your, yourself in those moments of like frustration in middle of production, where you pull that, you know, creativity, like thinking out of the box, you know, you were saying it right now, but yeah. like go- going I mean, it, deeper. It, ju- it just happens, man. Like it, it happens and it happens fast. I'm not gonna lie, I, I, it doesn't, like, something will happen and I, I won't have an idea. In that case, you just have to film for the sake of filming and just pray that he drops the gym or something happens, like he gets a phone call or mm-hmm. something, or I don't know, the driver gets a flat tire. Or one time, uh, Tom left his, his MacBook at the hotel on the way to the airport. That's the story within itself. It's not always gonna go as planned, and there's always going to be a hiccup mm-hmm. and an adjustment to make. And you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to adjust right away. You just have to r- run with it. That's why this whole vlog thing to me is just run and gun, whether you have an idea or not. Yeah. So. So staying on topic on vlog and having the idea and, you know, d- um, obviously developing it while on production. Do you recommend for agents to ha- write their scripts and, or at least have an idea of bullet points of what to cover while they're doing their vlogs? Um, To each his own. Personally, I would say at least minimum have uh, have bullet points. Um, Say, for instance, I'm an agent um, and I'm making a video. First topic is mortgage. Second topic is getting pre-approved. Third topic is making an offer. So you can run off those if if you know what you're talking about. Um, No shade to people who don't, whatever. But if, you're, if you know about mortgages, talk about mortgages. If you know about getting pre-approved, talk about pre-approval. But if you need to make sub-points, sub like sub-bullet points within those, just do that. I remember when I was just make, I was making uh, my own videos and I was like reviewing a lens or whatever. There were like, there would be like three specific topics that I wanted. So I would mount my camera on my tripod and I would have my laptop in front of me out of the frame and I would just have those bullet points in terms of what I want to talk about. And if I struggled, I would go in and add a little bit more. How much do you shoot to create one vlog for Tom? Oh, How man. Many? So I would say the amount of footage I get average would be anywhere from 
between 15 and 20 hours worth of footage. I always, I have three 64 gig cars and I fill them up every single trip. And from that many hours of footage, I put together a five to seven minute video. Now, I will admit that I get that much footage because I always film all of Tom's keynotes or most of Tom's keynotes, which can be an hour to two hours long. So that's already a lot, mm -hmm. but I'm always filming like when we're in the car, when we're on the plane, B-roll of the, the venue, Tom talking to people after the event, Tom taking selfies after the event. And from that, I narrow it down to a five to seven minute video. Um, average time it takes me to edit it, um, I would say maybe two to three days, sometimes a week, but only because I want more eyes on it before it actually goes out. Um, my own stuff, uh, maybe six hours. And I could do Tom's stuff in six hours, but I want it to be as perfect as it can mm -hmm. be since we're putting it out and he's the face of it, you know? So yeah. it has to be really, really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I'm, all, I'm always rolling. That's like my, my motto, always be rolling because you never know what's gonna happen, you know? Yeah. Right. You don't wanna miss key moments. Tell us a little bit about that editing process. What, how do you tackle it? Okay, so I always try to find a nugget um, that Tom drops during his keynotes or whether he's talking to a person one-on-one -on -one or whether I ask him a question, we have a conversation in the car. Uh, I used to edit it in chronological order, meaning getting in the car, driving to the airport, boarding the plane, B-roll of the plane, <laughs> landing in the city, following Tom to the car, getting us to the hotel. Next morning we wake up, that's just how it goes. I meet him in his hotel room, get me all of him, hey, what are we doing today, blah, blah, blah. But now I find it easier to find a nugget and then edit around that. And then I'll drop B-roll on top of it or, well, like before, I'll drop like B-roll before leading up to it and then I'll drop B-roll on top of the nugget and then I close the vlog out there. That's, that's, that's easier for me because finding the nugget is the hardest part. So I tackle the hardest thing first yeah. and then build around it. You're making the story the star and then yeah. putting all the accoutrements yeah. around it. Yeah, right? just making yeah. it pretty. Right. And then another thing is like music. Yes. Music is a big deal too. And any videographer will tell you they probably spend more time finding the right track than they do actually editing the video because it has to match the mood of it. Exactly. So yeah, that's, that's pretty hard, but you gotta do it. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. So speaking of music, where do you, um, what do you recommend? What sites for our agents to, you know, search music because we're always afraid to get sued and about all those copyrights. <laughs> yeah. So you want to find royalty free music. Um, two sites that I, I like to use for Tom. I use uh, soundstripe.com and for my personal videos, I use soundstripe or epidemicsound.com. Both of those are like subscription services. I can't remember how much it is per month. It's not, it's not expensive. It's like maybe 10, 15 bucks a month. Don't quote me on that. Um, but you pay monthly and they have just about everything, like mm -hmm. a wide span of everything. Um, 
from like Halloween spooky music to to college bands to hip hop to jazz to funk. Like they have a whole they have a wide range of genres on both of those websites. Yeah. So cool. yeah. And you said that editors, you know, take well, you take uh, at least maybe a week to edit, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because of also the music. So yeah. For agents, um, we would say if you're doing a open house, not to put in spooky Halloween. Oh music. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, <Yeah>. like the <laughs> like, music has has to fit the mood. And uh, a prime example of that, I think it was vlog thirty may or may not be 30, where we were in Vancouver mm -hmm. and Tom was talking to a client about his 20 year vision. And it was a very, it was a very, very powerful uh, vision he had. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of emotional. And I wanted, it's, it's one thing to listen to him, but if you laid the right track underneath, it'll really pull that emotion, you know? And it was a tearjerker for a lot of people. Yeah. people um, but it was like a piano, a slow piano track. Um, so I think that really, really fit the mood of that vlog. Now, if it would have been the same vlog, Tom delivering the same uh, uh, content, and I was supposed, and, I, and I put like some techno music in it, it would have been silly. Like yeah. people wouldn't have taken it seriously. So again, like the music has to fit the mood of the vlog or just, it's not gonna make any sense, Yeah. you know? Hopefully most people who are watching or listening to the show are gonna share this with their videographer, but for those of, you who aren't what advice do you have for them who are editing their own videos but don't have the luxury of two to three days to yeah. edit a seven minute video trust me i know that being a real estate agent is a full-time job because your commission solely depends on you your income solely depends on you but if you really want to do video you have to find a way to build it into your schedule because video is very very time consuming and at the end of the day if you're investing that time into video and editing your own videos that's exactly what it is it's an investment you're getting more out of it you know so that's that's what i would say if if you have the luxury of hiring someone i suggest that you do it but if you don't if you want to do video that bad build it into your schedule or make it your hobby and or, or make it your hobby night, like you know, chris kwan is a right. prime example he yeah. he's a full-time real estate agent and his videos are phenomenal you know right. that's yeah. that's all him you know right. so and he he loves it so right yeah and in terms of editing, you know, obviously agents are super busy doing their work, open houses, listings. But how about those agents that are going to take it into a hobby? What editing soft um, programs do you recommend? And for those agents that are, are going to do, you know, the vlogs and their phones, are there any editing apps on the phones that, you know, take 10 yeah. minutes to edit? So I'm not going to lie. I don't edit on my phone. I just don't. This is just a personal thing. I don't like the idea of editing videos on my phone, but I do use um, Adobe Premiere Pro. That's what that's that's my favorite software. Um, I've played with Final Cut, but for me, it was a matter of what I got my hands mm -hmm. on first. I happen to get my hands on Adobe Premiere Pro f first, and that's just what I've always been comfortable with. I've been, I'm really, I like the the user interface, and to me, it's just it's 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 just really simple. Um, Final Cut, I try to get into it to that, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. A lot of people prefer that, no knock on them. Um, but that's what I personally would, would recommend. Mm -hmm. And when you're, a lot of agents haven't edited a video before. They're just gonna have to learn the same way I did, just open the software, shoot well, shoot a couple clips, edit, uh, open the software, and just play around for a couple of hours until you, and, and just learn and take it in, watch some YouTube tutorials, um, and just, just, just play, really just experiment. 
you know, mm -hmm. with transitions and, and audio effects and visual effects and things like that. Yeah. So I just figured it out. No one taught me how to edit. So, <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that you film some of Tom's vlogs, you know, for 15 to 20 hours, but obviously you don't use the whole footage. Yeah. So for our agents who you know, are wanting to use the content that they didn't publish and show it in a different way, in a different vlog or in a new show, what do you recommend for them to publish this yeah. content in a new light? So, I mean, a lot, of, again, it's, it's, it's 15 to 20 hours of footage and these vlogs are five to seven minutes long. So a lot of these clips don't see the light of day. Um, but what we will do is we'll repurpose it for social media content like mm -hmm. IGTV, um, Instagram, obviously, um, ads, promotions, and things like that. So uh, you just it, you just have to like you have to get like once you edit the vlog, you have to get over the fact that you couldn't use everything because that's how I feel like mm -hmm. I wish I could use a lot of clips in Tom's vlog, but that doesn't mean they'll never get used again. Repurpose it for something else. Um, I'm curious for somebody at your level, who do you turn to for inspiration in video? And on the other side of the coin, for people who are more novice, who would you recommend they go seek out? And you know what resources are out there for people to grow their video skills? Yeah. So uh, again, I'm, I'm gonna mention his name. Casey Neistat was a huge, huge inspiration of mine. I, I I found out about him about four years ago, and he was the reason I got started with my uh, YouTube channel. His 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 videos were more so like a day in a life type of thing because he was one of those original daily vloggers. Um, but through his videos, I found other creators. Um, guy by the name of Peter McKinnon. His buddy, Matty Hapoya, um, Jesse Driftwood, uh, Sarah Dietschy, John Hill. There's a lot of guys out there that I turn to in order to learn more. And the cool thing about them is that even novices can learn from them. They Anywhere from like amateur level to professional level, they touch on a lot of topics. They are, they're always doing reviews. They're always doing tutorials. And I watch a lot of tutorials to keep, you know, you always... Tom always says, always be innovating. Like you always got to innovate. And those guys are the ones who I turn to. And I think that, um, again, they cover pa basic things that agents would definitely need to know when they first start out. Mm -hmm. So that's, those are the guys who I would recommend. Yeah. Cool. And what do you recommend for those agents that, you know, are going to take that leap and do their vlog? Um, what tips do you recommend for them to just be comfortable in their own skin yeah. and just do it? Yeah. Just, just, you just have to start, man. Um, a lot of my friends, again, they come to me like, how do I start doing video? I'm like, you just just do it. Like, if you can't afford a camera right now, use your phone. The thing is, you won't learn and you won't struggle until you start, and you're not gonna get any better until you start. So once you get that first video out of your system, you'll do the second, you'll do the third, you'll do the fourth, and by the time you know it, you're really comfortable talking in front of camera, you get over your self-consciousness, and you just improve. Um, even to this day, like I'll make a video and I stutter a little bit. Like one, for some reason, I hit record on my camera and I start stuttering. <laughs> so it takes me like an hour to get out like a two minute spiel, you know. But I would just recommend just just starting, get over your self consciousness. People know what you look like, and just go and improve. So, yeah. Any other tips for you know from you from being behind the camera when you see somebody? Sometimes maybe you've hit record and they become a different person. Yeah. You know, what do you do to try and get them for their genuine self to come out? So that, that actually happens a lot when we do our, uh, our client testimonials. There's something about, and I, I get it, there's something about a camera being there that just 
causes people to tense up or get nervous or get a little fearful. And that's fine. That's that's human nature for a lot of people. Um, but one thing that I, I, I do like is when we do our testimonials, I don't think you'll ever see a client looking directly at a camera. They're looking to the person asking the questions. And so say, for instance, I'm standing like a little off, like beside the camera or whatever. Their line, their line of vision, they're looking at me now. The camera's rolling. And yeah, you want to get to the testimonial, but you have to ease into that conversation. Hey, what's your name? Where you're from? Where are you from? Um, what's your favorite food? Whatever. And by the time you know it, you're asking the actual questions. And they, you've worn them down a little bit to where they're comfortable. And they can answer the questions without, they almost forget that the camera's there. And they become comfortable. Right. So, yeah. And in terms of editing, you know, what do you recommend um, to capture the viewer's attention? Because, you know, uh, in terms of even YouTube, IGTV, Insta Stories, you need to capture the viewer's attention in like three seconds. Yeah. That's the thing. Like people's attention spans are like it's non-existent almost, you know. And so if if especially like on social media, if you're going to make someone watch a five to seven minute video on their phone, you got to capture their attention and they're going to be on to the next thing. So you really... As Tom says, you got to punch them in the face. You got to give them a headline or you give them a, a hook or a tagline that's going to capture their attention. I could be like, hey, my name is Tristan Nervin and I just bought a lens and I love it. Let me show you guys. Or you can be like, hey, guys, I just got the best lens for my camera. Let me talk about let me talk about it. And you go through all the specs as you normally would, mm -hmm. you know, like an attention grabber, because otherwise, again, people just swipe to the next video. And continuing on that topic in terms of length of a video, what about those agents that have been, you know, gaining uh, of followers and they kind of want to make their vlogs, their videos longer, should but they're afraid of like maybe losing that interest of new viewers or you know maybe losing the interest of their current viewers. Yeah. Like, what do you recommend in that term? I mean, you just have to make sure. And I found I found this out. You just got to make sure that. You, one, you find your audience and identify your niche. Because mm -hmm. if you, you do those two things, you're always gonna, you're always gonna gain more followers. Yeah, I mean, the, even the best YouTube bloggers and the IGTVers are losing subscribers and followers every day, but they're gaining more than that because they've developed that relationship with their audience to where they're not gonna leave because they're always looking forward to what they're gonna put out next. Um, and, the, and the thing is, is that the longevity of a video can go either one of two ways. Either you can shoot a five to seven minute video and it's super compelling and you have my attention the whole time. But if you shoot a minute long video, that's not interesting. It's just not interesting. You know, it's all about the content and how compelling it is. Yeah. So I think that's the secret sauce. And would you recommend for those agents that are, you know, filming vlogs, shows, and maybe the first three shows are amazing, but the fourth and fifth vlog is not that great. You recommend them just posting it or? I would still post it. Not every video is gonna be a home run. I would still post it, period. And again, it's that whole trusting. It may not mm -hmm. be the best video, but their clients will see them going through yeah. it. And again, it's the whole trusting. I have a hundred videos of mine on my personal channel and I guarantee you like, Three quarters of them aren't home runs, but there's a couple out there that I'm really, really proud of. Mm -hmm. But 
I just want people to see my true self and just be transparent. So yeah, upload that bad video. Yeah. It's fine. Because <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, you're going to see those comments saying, oh my gosh, Tristan, you've improved so much. I've been following you for like two years now and look at you. Like yeah. getting those comments like uh, also reaffirms that people are following you and they see the true you in yeah, those videos. Exactly. So what about for those agents that want to start doing their vlogs, their shows? What do you recommend? Do you recommend them having five videos in their pocket and then start posting so they can have like maybe a month ahead of vlogs or um, just do it? I would say just just start, get comfortable, get comfortable shooting, get comfortable, comfortable talking in front of a camera, get comfortable uploading. Uploading is pretty hard too. Um, and then once you get to a point to where you are 100% comfortable, maybe you take a, week, a weekend and film four vlogs and they don't have to be like super long it can be like different different topics maybe two minutes three minutes a piece and then edit them like shoot all these videos on saturday mm -hmm. edit all of them on sunday now you have four videos in the tank and if you're a weekly uh, uh vlogger that's a month worth of content already so yeah. just just start but then get to a point to where you can be at least two weeks ahead yeah. a month would be like ideal but yeah just be ahead in your vlog game so. And you said something about uploading being super difficult. Can you explain to those agents that are yeah, totally be unaware? Because the thing is you're, you're uploading your idea to the world. Like it's not, not people are going to see it, but you think you, your friends are going to see it. Your family's going to see it. And you know a couple strangers are going to see it. But no, the whole world is going to see your videos. And that's why for me, like first starting out, it was just really hard because there are some weird people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know that will leave hateful comments i mean we just uploaded a vlog on that like haters are gonna hate yeah. you know but I don't, I don't know it's it's a bit of a nail biter sometimes especially if you think you have a really good idea and you love it so much and you put it out to the world not everyone's gonna love your idea again you gotta get over that yeah because you'll get 20 comments that absolutely love it and it's always that one comment comment that's going to bring you down you got to get over that man because there's going to be more people that love you than those that hate you and those people that hate you it's just for no reason they're just weird yeah <laughs> so yeah and also take if you have like um comments that you know provide critique and just take advantage of that and like maybe grow from it and yeah you can take some tips and improve exactly um so what do you recommend in terms of posting videos um weekly should they do daily vlogs you know Ooh. okay so i wouldn't recommend daily vlogging because you're no longer living your life. Mm -hmm. You miss out on a lot of things if you're daily vlogging because because you're, you're shooting for YouTube and your viewers, which is nothing wrong with that, but then you're missing out on life, whether you have a kid and you're married or, you know, I know Casey, he said it at one point, like he would film himself riding bikes with his daughter. He would film his himself on family vacation, but he really wasn't there. It was the, it was the vlogger that yeah. was there, not the Casey that was there indulging in those moments so weekly i wouldn't recommend that even though like that's what got him where he was he took a huge step back he's only uploaded three videos within the last maybe four or five months because he's taking time off yeah. it got to him weekly is fine i do weekly you know you i take my saturday i film i usually with me i film and mm -hmm. edit every saturday so i can put it out sunday um weekly is what i would recommend or even bi-weekly if if you if you're first starting out yeah yeah and Maybe talk a little bit too about you are shooting and editing a video that's a vlog, but you're not done there. You with 
social media and oh, IGTV yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. Tell talk a little bit about the different variations and yeah, you, teasers and everything that you have to create. In a you got to promote it. So okay, let's let's talk Tom Ferry. So videos, uh, his vlog is uploaded. The full vlog, seven minutes long, right? Then there is a minute long Instagram post um, from which usually is a highlight from that vlog. Want to watch more? Go to TomFerry.com. And then there we do we do stories as well to promote it. So like you have the 1920 by 1080 p YouTube format. Then you have the 1080 by 1080 format for Instagram posts, which is basically a square. And then you have the 1080 by 1920 format, which is IGTV, the horizontal video that you see on vertical. I, yeah, yeah. Verti yes, vertical video on IGTV and the stories. So you're not just done after you edit the initial vlog. Like you have to have little samplings to promote it so people can go to your page and watch more. And what's your belief on those? Do you try and intrigue people? Do you try and give away yeah. what the theme is? You know, you, you try to, again, just grab their attention, but not giving it all the way. Right. Like mm -hmm. let them like, let it be a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they can actually go to the website. And in terms of, you know, uh, titles, obviously, you know, we both collaborate in terms of copy. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe for those agents that tell us about your experience of you uploading your videos, you know, titles that uh, capture people's attention. Yeah, like, um, let me think of an example. Let's talk about, um, you could title a video, I just bought, let's see, I just bought a Canon 24-7 millimeter lens. Well, automatically people know what your video is about and chances are they've probably seen plenty of videos on that 24 to 70, 70 millimeter lens. Or you could title a video, I just bought the best lens ever. They're gonna be like, ooh, what lens did he get? They're gonna click on your video. There's a difference right there. Let it, again, it has to be an attention grabber. Mm -hmm. So don't give all the information away in, in the title, but let it be intriguing. Make people wanna click on that video. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tom's always saying, he's always telling agents to create their own show where does vlogging come into the picture? You know, if they've created a show that is educational and teaching people about real estate market values and their community and that kind of thing, is uh, is vlogging the next evolution in that, or where I've, should they go next? In terms of the next evolution, I think you you need both at a certain point because one, you want to educate your your clients and or future clients, and two, you want them to trust you. If you're constantly putting out a show, giving out tips and tricks, like that's what they're gonna know you for. They're not gonna really wanna buy from you. They may not even know if you're a real estate agent. They, may, they might just think that you know a lot about the industry, but if you're going out and, and vlogging your transactions and talking to your clients and being really in the community with video, that's that you need that as well. Like I think they both balance each other because not only are you educating, but you're getting to know people and building trust and people, more importantly, are getting to know you. Right, it's that more human side. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I think with the Insta stories, you make it even more deeper of yeah. showing the real you, right? Yeah, and and the the cool thing about Insta stories is that it's like right away, mm -hmm. like as soon as you hit that, as long as 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 soon as you create that story, it's out there and people see you, you know. So yeah, that that's that's a huge huge deal yeah. because they can see how you how you are in real life, at, right there at that moment. And it's like Tom said, you know, you. That little button of live. Yeah, the live button. Or you die. Yeah, basically. yeah. So if you want to live in the real estate in industry, you got to hit that live button. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think we got a lot of golden nuggets from Tristan and he really gave such great advice and tips and tricks in terms of, you know, cameras, um, editing, editing, software tips, software tips, how to do videos during the production if it doesn't go well. And I think now once you've listened to this episode or seen the show, you don't have an excuse to not start a vlog or your show. No, not at all. Um, I mean, again, going back to what I said earlier, you have to you have to start. There's a, there are a lot of people who want to create video but aren't comfortable in front of the camera. And that was me at one point. Like I wanted to create videos, but it's like, oh, but I don't like my voice or oh, my head's too big or something stupid like that. Like, again, people know what you look like. Just start. And again, if you're not in the market for a camera right away, just start shooting videos on your camera. And that's another way to, to show your improvement. You start on your camera and eventually you have the money to buy a camera. Your production quality goes up that much more and people see that, oh, he's bettering himself. He's creating more high production videos for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I'm going to leave you guys with that. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for listening and I hope you found a great value in this episode and tune in next week for a new episode. Let's talk. Thanks, guys. This was fun. Thanks. All right. Bye. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.